Welcome to the Independent Oxford podcast sponsored by Story94. I'm Rosie and along with my indie partner Anna, we run Independent Oxford, which is a community that supports and champions indie businesses in Oxfordshire. In this series, I'll be guiding you through some of Oxfordshire's best indie journeys and adventures and I hope you'll join me for the ride. Hi and welcome to this edition of the Independent Oxford podcast. Today I am talking to Adrian from Society Cafe. Hi Adrian, how are you doing? I'm yeah, really well actually. If we could just start with a bit about yourself and why you set up Society Cafe. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Adrian, uh, my wife and I, my wife is Jane. We set up Society, uh, we started in Bath um, nearly 10 years ago now. It'll be 10 years ago in March and we... Wow. Initially, we were hoteliers before, actually. Uh, we had a hotel in Borton-on-the-Water for, for the best part of eight years. And the, the original plan had been to do a hotel in Bath, but we couldn't, couldn't find a property. And we were pulling our hair out thinking, you know, what are we going to do? We've always worked for ourselves, run our own businesses. Uh, before that, we had a catering business. And we'd go to people's homes and do private catering. Um, my wife would cook. I'd help her prep and I'd serve afterwards. Uh, and we, we love service, really, is, I guess, where that all comes from. We love looking after people, which is fundamentally what um, what we do now as well. But not being able to find a property to do a hotel in Bath, we kind of looked at what else we could do. And we saw, we, I love coffee. I've always been a big drinker of coffee. And the whole idea of sitting in a cafe, relaxing, reading a magazine, looking out. Yeah, there's many different reasons for going for, to a coffee shop, but I just loved the whole relaxation of it, enjoying a really lovely drink. And I thought we could see what was happening in Melbourne and various places around the world, the kind of coffee revolution, the yeah. kind of third wave. And we just thought now is the really, really good time to do it. It was a bit of a leap of faith because, you know, there weren't many... Apart from in London, you had Proof Rock and, and a couple of other good places doing it incredibly well, super, super serious. And then there were the big chains doing it, not so seriously at all, but very, very popular. And we thought there was some, you know, there was a need for somewhere in the middle and um, doing really, really good coffee, but without the intimidation, without the kind of arrogance and the kind of showy offiness. That, and that's gone now. That's not there anymore. But it was 10 years ago. There was definitely an element of that, but that seems to have disappeared, which is great. So we set out to kind of start a shop where the coffee was the best. You know, we were sourcing it from really, really good farms, roasted really well. There was, you know, unique flavors and, and so on. But not to ram that in people's faces, not to talk too much about that. If people wanted to have a conversation about where the coffee was from, then then great, we could do that. But if people just wanted to sit and enjoy a coffee without really knowing where it was from knowing perhaps there was something about it that was a bit better than your average coffee but not really being bothered not not wanting to know and then offering amazing service as well and a really good atmosphere to have your coffee in good magazines nice art on the wall I, I mean ultimately really we just wanted to create a place that we'd want to hang out in ourselves and so we started with Bath because uh, that's where we live and we we did a second shop a few years later and then Bristol and then um, actually Oxford was the third shop and then Bristol and we're actually working on a fifth we've got our we're just about to sign on a, a second shop in Bristol at the moment amazing so so what year did you open in Oxford um, Oxford was four years ago we've been open four years now and um, we love being in Oxford I mean, when we, we lived in Morocco, my wife and I, when we sold the hotel in 2008, we moved to Morocco for three years and we just we wanted to give our children the same experience we had because we both my wife and I both grew up abroad um, and re recognized that that benefited us enormously opening your eyes to the world and yeah the kind of cultural education if you like traveling and we wanted to give our children that same experience and having sold the business they were both young it was a perfect time so we took them to Morocco for three years and we, we loved it there and again the coffee culture there is very very different but just sitting in a cafe it's, it's a big part of the culture and we ran a hotel for somebody else while we were there and then came back and we'd, we'd sold and lock stock and barrel and gone to Morocco and effectively we were doing the same coming back we could have gone anywhere and we 
we nearly chose Oxford. I mean, Oxford and Bath are very similar. There's a real loyal, independent following. That's what really struck us about both cities that was the support, not just from locals for independent businesses. You know, there's a huge, you know, generally speaking, locals in Oxford will go out of their way to find an independent business over a chain, which yeah. is fantastic. And it's the same in Bath and not just people choosing where to go for their own coffee or restaurant or whatever but businesses supporting each other as well there's a real network of business support you know coffee shops will support other coffee shops you know and that's that's remarkable it's a lovely thing to see rather than kind of being secretive and you know kind of guarding what you do it's actually been open and friendly and collaborative and, and sharing experiences and learning from each other uh, and that's what we found in in oxford bristol and bath is there's this real wonderful independent support network that's brilliant. And I think that's that's so true. And it's something that we're really passionate about is that collaborative working. And one of the reasons that we set up Independent Oxford in the first place was this feeling that there wasn't really a space for, for businesses to come together and, and share problems or ask questions and find that support. And I think increasingly businesses are working together and it's it's so nice to have seen, especially over the last year, that kind of businesses really supporting each other and, and offering offering that kind of safety net when you, know, you really feel like you're kind of on your knees. So from your point of view, how has the last year been and what are your takeaways for the, the future? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one, really. I'm still um, I'm still working it out. We when when it all happened back in March, you know, it was incredibly scary, and um, kind of we didn't didn't really know what was going to happen, and there's lots of tears to start off with. But then the furlough system was announced, which was for us the biggest relief. We, you know, we, we've got a team of people who are amazing; they're like a, a family to us, and knowing that they were going to be supported was the most important thing. You know, you, the business is strong; we've been going well. We, yeah. We've got a strong business, and you know that that will be fine. We can tick over. For quite a while we knew that but being able to you know support the, the team and pay them their salaries for three months as it was at the time back in March would have been a struggle so the, the furlough announcement was for us uh, kind of okay we're all right now this is fine we can we can get through this and then grants were announced as well and so really we just kind of we closed up the shop and just thought let's just tread water let's just wait it out and see and we, we're never in our wildest nightmares if you like imagined it would be a year but yeah it's just ticking over the, the hardest thing is not working not support not being there to look after our customers and just treading water really it's a almost almost like a um, pause button we've been paused and some at some point we'll press play again we decided not to open for takeaway during the lockdown downs because you know our guys aren't frontline workers you know some of them live with vulnerable people i know many coffee shops are open doing takeaway and many of them are owner run which which is great you know if, if it was just jane and i living above the shop perhaps we'd be open i'm not sure it's, it's a different um, kettle of fish no to be honest it's, it's a bit of a gift in a way we've got family time together we've got the children we're spending you know, we we're in the business of trying to be positive we love looking after people so you know we trying to find the positive sides of it and looking after each other and being at home together yeah we'll, we'll look back on this maybe in three or four years time and and perhaps think oh we wish i'd taken better advantage of that and spent more time with my family or whatever or you know done or whatever i don't know and we're, we're recognizing that we've got that, that bit of a gift at the moment and, and trying trying to see it like that and taking some of that forwards and, and make sure that that kind of work-life balance stays with you into the future absolutely yeah indeed yeah Re- recognizing when you've got a day with family you know that's yeah enjoy it so one of the changes that we saw last year in oxford was the uh, pedestrianization sections outside your shop on st michael street is that something that you're really keen to work with the council on in the future 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, the council have been amazing. I mean, that, that was a game changer for us because um, we've got one entrance in and out. And yeah, some of our other shops, we've got yeah, two doors so we can have people go in one way and out another. And Oxford's a little bit harder. It's a little bit more cramped. The shop, the shop is big, but the space going in and out is, is a bit tighter and tables are obviously close together. And having that space outside and the council acting so quickly to to put it in place was fantastic and not just for us for the yeah core market's always busy it's you know it's um it's, it's like a little ants trail people go up and down there and yeah. discovering st michael street's really hard so not only did it create more seating for us which was obviously incredibly valuable it also created more um visibility which is crucial because people walking down corn market you, t- you kind of look down st michael street and you can't really see anything there's nothing there you know we've got a little tiny a board that's you know, perhaps visible if you if you really carefully look but other than that but tables chairs umbrellas suddenly you know there's people can see there's something down there and whether they'll, they'll, they'll investigate and and then habits change people change their routes so no the council have been phenomenal but incredibly helpful incredibly quick to act super supportive uh people like ian nicholson on instagram regularly uh bigging up businesses and um so no absolutely we we love it being pedestrianized i don't think it's caused any headaches for anyone in particular and yeah we would love to see it continue i know it's going to continue through till i think june july i can't remember exactly when the year comes to an end in planning permission for but uh if we can get it to continue it would be amazing brilliant well it's a good vision for the future of the city i think so it's hoping that they can continue it brilliant thank you so much for talking to me today and i will speak to you soon look forward to it thanks rosie you've been listening to the independent oxford podcast sponsored by story 94 you can find out more about our community at independentoxford.com If you enjoyed this episode, please do rate, review and subscribe to help more people hear our indie stories. Bye for now.